Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for a little while, about 12 or 13 minutes. And in that way, help us to be strong in our faith and even to get stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But Staying in God's word and growing in our faith, that also helps us to better be able to deal with whatever life might throw at us on a daily basis. And boy, it throws a lot at us. You may help somebody else be stronger in their life from a spiritual perspective. There are people in your life who need to change their thinking, their mindset, who need to focus on their relationship with God, on their souls. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make up your mind to share with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You know people, again, who need to change their life in a more spiritual direction. You may help somebody get to heaven. So make up your mind. Make that commitment to share. With, all, with everybody you can. We're going to finish up our study talking about Paul's second letter to Timothy. We have studied through, looking at it in excerpts through 2 Timothy. Short letter, four chapters. And Paul may be dealing there with Timothy, perceiving that in Timothy maybe his, maybe his zeal, spiritual zeal, was waning somewhat. Now, not that he had become unfaithful, not that he had gone off into some kind of uh, sinful lifestyle, but that just kind of in spiritual blahs, so to speak, spiritual doldrums, maybe spiritual depression. Now, remember, Paul addressed both 1st and 2nd Timothy, both letters, to his son, Timothy. He's talking about not from a biological perspective, but from a spiritual perspective, his spiritual son. Paul mentored Timothy for years to be a faithful evangelist in the gospel, a gospel preacher, a, a, an aggressive evangelistic worker, leading souls to Christ through the gospel of Christ, helping to strengthen congregations and to strengthen individual Christians. Well, when Paul writes this second letter to Timothy, Paul's in prison in Rome for the second time. The first time he was released eventually, though it was after four years of total incarceration before he was finally released. But this time, he indicates he does not expect to be released. He expects to be executed this time. And in the fourth chapter, he indicates that he expects that it's probably going to be pretty soon. And so Timothy is somewhat cut off from his mentor, his spiritual father. And so maybe Paul is perceiving that, that Timothy's oh, his zeal is, is waning somewhat. And again, maybe he's kind of in the spiritual doldrums. And so we can see much of what he says here as encouragement, as instruction, as, instru- as, as, as teaching Timothy, get back at it. In verse 6 of chapter 1, he says, stir up that gift that's within you. 
And then in chapter one, chapter four and verse one, I charge you, preach the word. In verse five of chapter four, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And so perhaps Paul is trying to encourage Timothy, don't you give up, don't you sit on the sidelines, don't become complacent. I trained you for this. God has blessed you with abilities to do what you're supposed to be doing. Serve him in that way. Be diligent and don't be discouraged because I'm in prison and it looks like I'll probably be executed. Persecution goes with being a Christian. You do the work of a Christian and you let God take care of you. And ultimately he's going to reward you with eternal life in heaven. You know, Paul told Timothy in chapter 2 and verse 14, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Well, Paul's also reminding Timothy of the things that he had taught him while he was with him. And there are times we need to stop and remind ourselves what we have learned in becoming a Christian and in living the Christian life as we've studied God's word. Peter said it was necessary as long as he lived to stir you up by reminding you. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle or letter in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 and 15. You know, there are times, and also chapter 3 and verse 1. You know, there are times when we need to remind ourselves. Sometimes we need somebody else. Maybe we start to get a little bit in the doldrums spiritually. And we need somebody to kind of remind us and encourage us and stoke stoke the flames, prod us back into reality, so to speak. Get us going again. But there are times we need to remind ourselves. If we start feeling down spiritually, we need to remind ourselves who we are, what we are, how God has blessed us. We need to remind ourselves that we're Christians. We're sons or daughters in God's family, that he adopted us as his children, and that the Lord is waiting to give us our eternal reward, a home in heaven for all of eternity. The Hebrews writer wrote in Hebrews 10 and verse 32, recall the former days, recall the former days. Jude wrote in Jude chapter 1 and verse 5, I want to remind you, though you once knew this, we need to keep being reminded. The Lord himself in Revelation 2 and verse 5, wrote to that particular struggling congregation, Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Sometimes we've got to get back on track. Sometimes we've got to get back on track. Now, while Paul tells Timothy, Remember that gift. Stir it up which was given to you by the laying on of my hands. He's talking about a miraculous spiritual gift there for Timothy. Now, those days, I believe we're to understand, from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, those are, those are past. Those were gifts that enabled the 
early Christians of the first century, at least for a period of time, to be more understanding and knowledgeable of God's word before it had been written down in the New Testament scriptures. But we have those words now written down for us. The New Testament has been completed for us. But we still have abilities. We still have gifts that God has blessed us with to be able to use in his service and help others come to learn the gospel and thereby come to salvation through Christ. We need to use those gifts. Remember what God asked Moses when he was calling Moses to be that leader through whom the nation of Israel would be led out of Egyptian bondage and to the promised land that God had promised to their forefathers hundreds of years before? God said to Moses, what is that in your hand? Well, it was a staff, basically a long stick. But God told Moses and he enabled Moses to use that staff in forceful, serving ways. Well, what is that in your hand? What abilities have God, has God blessed you with? Maybe you can be a great encourager like Barnabas. Maybe you can be someone who can sit down with someone on a personal basis and teach them God's word like Paul did with, with Ananias and Sapphira. But also maybe you could be somebody who could serve God in a different way or maybe in that way plus other ways. Long ago, I determined that God had blessed me with the ability to be a gospel preacher, an evangelist. And I'm so thankful that God has continued to bless me with the abilities and the opportunities to serve him in this capacity. Maybe you could be a great song leader, or even maybe not so great a song leader, but you could be an effective song leader. Maybe you could be a class teacher, a Bible class teacher, or an elder, or a deacon within the Lord's church. There are many ways that you could serve. God has blessed you with abilities. If you don't recognize those abilities yet, pray that God will help you to see them and realize them, and also to use them in his service. Maybe you need to toughen up. Timothy needed encouragement, perhaps, because he was facing a difficult situation, being cut off from his spiritual father, Paul. Christianity is not the easiest lifestyle to live, perhaps, but it is by far the best lifestyle, and ultimately, in the long run, it's the easiest lifestyle because of the spiritual promises and the spiritual blessings that God continually bestows upon us. Christ's work has always been done in the midst of struggle and conflict because the world out there is following the devil largely and the devil's active. Christians are sometimes scorned, hated, persecuted, imprisoned, even killed. Paul had preached in great cities but his pulpit at times had been a whipping post and his auditorium a prison cell. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 33. 
there are opportunities laid out there before you through which you can serve God and you can help others come to him through Jesus Christ. Wake up. Be strong. Stoke the flames. Be diligent. Use the abilities, the gifts with which God has blessed you to serve him and look forward to that home in heaven. Let's pray. Father, help us, strengthen us, encourage us, and help us to see and use the abilities and gifts that you have bestowed us that you have bestowed upon us to serve you diligently, effectively, lovingly, and consistently. And we pray, please use us to help others get to heaven. Please, we pray, Father. Please forgive us when we fail you, gracious Father. Hear our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.